Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. I like tech chat and I cannot lie. You other <laughs> chatters can't deny that when a girl walks in with an interest in tech and she asks you for a chat, you get the UK Tech Weekly podcast. <laughs> Hello, long-suffering listeners, and welcome to this latest outbreak of antibiotic-resistant UK Tech Weekly podcast, the UK's least thoroughly drug-tested weekly tech podcast, <laughs> puttering gently around the velodrome of your mind like a slow-moving scooter. The UK Tech Weekly podcast is an infotainment power ballad sung by the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, Macworld UK and Computer World UK. Every Friday we head to an audio kindergarten, raising our audio knees, crying for our audio mums and eating a dangerous number of audio crayons in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. Don't forget to subscribe, review and tell your friends. I'm David Price, acting editor of Macworld UK, and today I am delighted to be joined in discussion by Sir Mixalot, Henry Burrell, staff writer on PC Advisor and Macworld. Morning. Sir Drinksalot, Charlotte G, <laughs> <laughs> editor of Techworld. Uh, hello, I suppose. And Sir Thanks a lot, but no thanks a lot, Lewis Painter, <laughs> staff writer on PC Advisor and Macworld. Hello. This week we are talking games, phone security, and vehicles with a mind of their own. Uh oh, spaghettios! <laughs> Lewis Painter, I hear that your game, game for Gamescom. <laughs> What's new in the world of gaming? Well, Gamescom is on at the moment in Germany. Um, first of all, do we know why it's called Gamescom and not Gamescom? I don't. Mm, no. That's a really good question. Con, yeah. con would be convention. Yes. Yeah. Com. Dot com. Comedy. Games.com. Comedy. What's the no, German? someone stop Henry's malfunctioning. <laughs> <laughs> we need to reset him. Stop. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not German. I suppose it doesn't matter. This is really confusing. Yeah. Let's, anyway, let's just, find out. Let's it's just go on. Like, it is a convention, know. right? Yeah, it's, it's a huge uh, gaming convention. Last year, it was, you know, insane because, you know, you had all these companies there. They were doing press conferences. They were announcing new games, new footage, all this kind of stuff. It was lovely. Whereas this time around, it's not quite as exciting. You've got no. kind of, uh, you've got trailers, you've That's got... It. Some... You're really going to bring in the listeners with that. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> this time it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. I mean, you've got yeah, you've got new trailers, you've got some uh, new info. You're actually saying that. You've got Metal Gear Survive, which is Ooh. the first Metal Gear game to be developed without Hideo Kojima, 
which is the guy, the, the mastermind behind the Metal Gear series. And it looks... Why, why is he not involved? Uh, there was a lot of drama. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when, when Metal Gear came out, the last Metal Gear sort of came out, there was a lot of drama between um, him and uh, the, the company in general. And basically he left and now he's making his own game, um, mm. which is really cool. It's called Death Stranding. Um, it got its debut at E3. And it uses uh, Norman Reedus. He's the main character in the game uh, from The Walking Dead. Um, and they, they mow Captain. I know what this all means. Yeah. Just say yes. Yes, that's <laughs> yes, very yes, interesting. Yes, there we go. Great. <laughs> uh, moving on, we also had a new Battlefield 1 trailer, which is, I think that's probably my highlight from this week, um, because it's the first time you really get, I mean, it's a two minute clip, but it's practically all gameplay from the game. It's all captured in game. And it just looks, the graphics are incredible. You know, the, the actual gameplay looks amazing. You know, if, with Call of Duty going to space mm-hmm. and Battlefield 1 taking it right back to World War 1, there's such a contrast between yeah. these two games. That sounds quite cool, actually. Well, we, we talked about this before on the, on the podcast, about how some people are a little bit... Um, I don't know what the word is. Sick and tired. <laughs> well, I was more going the other way, actually. That really? they're, they're a bit sort of um, unsure about whether it's cool to have a game set in World War 1. When oh, World yeah. War I is, is so sort of suffused with um, all war is bad, right? tragedy. Yeah, but, I know. Like, pick a good one. Which is yeah. a good war? What's the best war? The Vietnam War? But, but, but most of the wars that Great you war. use to base yeah. computer... That is one of the best games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, wars, I mean. Um, but, I mean, World War One is particularly futile. And, and the is. idea of having a game where at the end of it you all go over the top and are mown down by machine gun fire... Does that happen? Anti- Does it happen? Well, you just go trench warfare. I saw I mean, a play with a sword. I, I feel like that, that would be boring because it would be long periods of nothing interspersed <laughs> with sudden death and yeah. destruction. <laughs> or just and getting suffocated by... Um... Yeah. Oh, the football game would be good. Yeah, you could have like a FIFA crossover. Where they go and they play the football game yeah. that they did the at lovely Christmas bit. time. The lovely bit. But there was, oh. there's a sensible yeah. soccer spin-off that was based on that. And there was it was like black and white and the... Football became a grenade at one point, so the players could get blown up. So it ended up as like a three versus two because everybody had been blown up by the grenade. No. It was amazing. That's that. this years ago. Heartfelt. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure about that. But that's going to be exciting, right? Battlefield yeah. 1. Battlefield 1's going to be great, yeah. Because okay. it's, it's just a mix of lots of different. Because obviously, World War 1 is kind of where weaponry started getting more and more advanced. Yes. So you've got people on horsebacks in the game with swords you know, for close-up combat, but you've also got tanks, you've got armoured trains, which is the first time we've seen in-game. Armoured t- trains? Ar- armoured trains, sorry, yeah, armoured trains, yeah. <laughs> no, no, they look that's amazing, they look cool. scary. They're like yeah, sealed so... trains at that point of history, I seem to remember. They yeah, love they are, yeah. sealing things in trains and sending them off. <laughs> is this just like something what? really dark? Like grain? No, 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 I mean as in like, well, with Russia, didn't they put Lenin in a sealed train at some point? I feel like there were sealed trains going around all over the shop. I'm just imagining a train being driven about. by a seal now. <laughs> And with Lenin inside. The war was quite yeah. heroes. Lenin, the unsung yeah. heroes Lenin of the war. was there. Seal was there. No one knows yeah. why. Soviet uh, seals. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I want to talk about No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, that's a game. Yes. We, we talked Lewis about... has played it. I played yeah, it. because we talked about No Man's Sky last week and okay. none of us had played it and no. we were really bluffing our way through. But Lewis knows about it and I has know. played it. Is it any good? Oh. oh. <laughs> Damn. It's, it's, it's a hard question to answer because... Um, it's rubbish. It's, not, it's just I feel like it's been slightly mismarketed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so basically, I mean, I'm still I still really like the game. I think it's really impressive. You know, it, it's its own universe with 18 quintillion planets, Oof. which is a stupid number. That's it's a self-generates, does it? Self-generates. It's procedurally generated using mathematics, all that magic there. And it's really interesting because Hello Games is comprised of about 12 people. Yeah. You know, and considering these 12 people have had a few years just to create, you know, this entire universe with planet-sized planets and all the, you know all that jolly good stuff in, inside well, it. They're, they're, they're mm. the classic, this is what an indie games company yeah. should do. Is yeah. that they made one amazing indie game, Joe Danger, mm-hmm. and then people said, all right, you can 
have a big budget and then they were super ambitious yeah. and made an amazing exciting game I mean, yeah it's, it's really fun because you get to you know you're flying around different planets all these planets have um, unique properties you'll never find two planets that are the exact same with the same plants and the mm-hmm. same you know wildlife on them and when you get to the planets if you're the first one there you discover it which is always nice and you can mm-hmm. rename it and you can upload it so if anyone else ever manages to find that planet in that huge universe they'll see discovered by Lewis and then whatever I've called it <laughs> that when sounds really fun <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so what, what, why is it because obviously it was hyped up a lot yeah um, you couldn't really escape the hype no so what is it if anything you're disappointed by i mean they never expressly said it was going to be a multiplayer game but i felt that with a game where it's uh, you know i think a, they a, did once actually did they i, I think there's this one interview where he says um that you'll very rarely meet each other mm. but if you do there will be some element of at least being able to see each other yeah Ooh. i mean yeah because that's that's that yeah that's the um What's the word? They they've kind yeah. of got yeah. Yeah, you don't want to share your universe no. with others. <laughs> is essentially what you're saying. That's a terrible thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> but the issue well, no, is, but I mean, I'm suggesting that's what Lewis is saying. <laughs> right? Is yeah. it? It's kind of like Minecraft, basically. So, like, think of it like my. Well, I don't know if, it, if this is a good idea because you two are looking at me blankly anyway. I know what my, <laughs> Minecraft. It's like Lego, isn't it? We're not totally cut off from Minecraft. <laughs> <Lego. laughs> you yeah. both looked at me like really confused. Yeah. I was like, oh god, I've stumbled on a bad. Don't lump me in with him. I am the oldest. Calm down, so drinks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, getting a bit Larry. Anyway, so think of it a bit like Minecraft. You know, uh, Minecraft. You go around, you you gather resources, you build stuff, and it's kind of the similar a similar um, idea on No Man's Sky. But you upgrade your ship, your suit, and your multi tool. Uh, so you go around. What's and... a multi tool? <laughs> <laughs> oh like yeah, I should probably not skip past that. Oh. It's it's like your your weapon. So yeah. you can you can mine with it, you can shoot with it. So it's got yeah. multiple uses. Multi tool. I think that sounds like a really fun game. I like it space. is a really fun I game. I'd enjoy that. It's just a bit slow because there's practically no storyline. Oh, the right. aim of the game just... is to get to the centre of the galaxy um, and apart from that, you're just left to your own devices. I think I'd like that though. Yeah, That'd some people do devices. really like it, but some people do like a more structured kind of thing. Yeah. And there are a few things that they kind of, they, they've been teasing that haven't appeared in game yet. Like, I mean, on the Steam listing, they've got a video mm-hmm. um, showcasing the game, which obviously most Steam listings do, but... Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't look like that. Like the the UI is totally different. So okay. I'm not sure whether they're using footage from like an old E3 from earlier in the day um, showcase mm. or something like that because it's definitely not how it looks in the game now. And I'm like, how can you get away with that? Yeah, that's a bit cheeky. It's a little bit yeah. cheeky. We had better move on. I'm worried that we're running out of time. Um, <laughs> talk to me about Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 15, the game that's been 15. in development for about a thousand years. <laughs> is that the one that's been advertised quite heavily recently? Uh, recently yeah, they're yeah. starting to ramp up with it now. Yeah. Um, it's been in development. I mean, the it was originally announced, I think, in like 2007, 2008, something stupid, oh like God. ages ago, <laughs> when it was just a concept. I'm sure I remember playing Final Fantasy like 12 about 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they've, they've been doing it really slowly. Um, and so, yeah, everyone, and then, yeah, they didn't really ever mention a release date or anything like that. They didn't want to tie themselves to a date. And then I think yeah. it was either earlier this year or late last year, they said, yep. There you have September, we're going to nail it. Cool. And then this week comes around and they're like, actually, no. (laughs) It's been delayed by two months. And I'm not sure if I'm happy with the reasoning because the uh, Gold Master, the Golden Master, I think that's what it's called, the uh, completed, finished game. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's done. They're happy with that. But they say they want to work on the day one patch, which a lot of you know big games have a day one patch where they add new features or fix some last minute bugs in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they want to include that on the disc. Right. So they're saying they're going to give themselves an extra two months to work on the day one patch and then load it onto the disc so you don't have to download it when you get it. Well, well, sort of, that is sort of good because it is yeah. really frustrating when a game... I mean, day one patches are themselves incredibly frustrating. Oh, yeah. Why aren't games all virtual rather than discs these days? 
I mean, a lot of them are. You, you've got digital downloads. Um, okay. I mean, I, I usually opt for digital downloads. It's a long time since I've played a game. <laughs> Do they still use cartridges? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, this is one of the things I wanted to ask, is that mm. I, I understand that you're not really a gamer. No. Has news of this event penetrated out of the gaming bubble? Not Games really. Bubble. Not really, no. No, it's not been big. I mean, I'm aware, I'm vaguely aware that Gamescom is going on. But, I mean, when I was a teenager, I used to play Unreal and Half-Life. A bit. Those are both and, excellent games. And actually, I played Counter Strike, um, but play that was a long time ago, and I don't really play anything anymore. So, I mean, maybe you it's don't even play Pokemon Go. I don't even play Pokemon Go. I don't play no games. This is sad. Yeah, there, there is a there's some sort of Pokemon announcement, isn't there? Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, well, oh, there's a live stream that's taking place. Oh God. It's, 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 it's happening today, but oh, right. we're, we're publishing tomorrow. So it's happening yesterday. in the past, yeah. listener. So we, we are in the past. Yeah. <laughs> we are in the past. So that's the DS, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a new uh, Pokemon game coming out later this year Ooh. for DS, um, and they're slowly releasing. You know, over the last few weeks, they kind of teased a few Pokemon that are there, and they're yeah. giving an extended look at gameplay uh, at Gamescom this week. Mm. It's Huawei, one of the new Pokemon. Huawei. <laughs> 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 you look so proud that you I said love that. It. Yeah, I love that joke. And last of all, let's talk about. Virtual reality, VR, your favourite subject. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. What's going on with that? Uh, PlayStation VR is out soon, sooner rather than later. So you have got uh, 13th of October, it's out. Um, you've got a lot of day one releases, which I'm quite surprised by because when the Vive and the Rift came out, there was a few games to play, but there wasn't really a lot. It's kind mm. of, you know, six months down the line. Now we've got as a variety of games, it's fine. But with PlayStation, they've really pushed having that content available from day one. So there's going to be, I think it's about 50 games available at launch uh, to download from, you know, the PlayStation Store. Mm. Um, and various games, I mean, uh, games that are out already are going to get updates in the future to bring VR um, compatibility. Mm. So there's one called Drive Club, uh, which is a PlayStation game. And they're adding VR support later this year. So you'll be able to sit in the car when you're driving around. Mm. And like, it's really cool. Um are you going to be able to play No Man's Sky in VR? See, I reckon this that would be is, brilliant. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would they get asked, me to they've get asked a headset Sean and Murray. play it. You've gone from being a complete non-gamer <laughs> I know, to but dropping like now 600 quid. No yeah, but I reckon that VR might be the kind of thing that would make me want to go back to gaming. Yeah, this is interesting. it is really good. Because yeah, I, mean, I think, it, like, I, I've only had very little bit of experience with the Vive, playing a game that I can't remember. And <laughs> in that Space Pirates thing. Yeah, I Pirate think that, trainer. yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really good. It was really, yeah. It. That was one of my favourite games, I think. So, yeah, I reckon like, That's interesting, because the, yeah. the barrier, barrier for entry for VR is very high. Yes. It's going to be expensive for a neat, at least a couple more yes. years. So I wouldn't have thought that casual gamers would be that tempted by it, but yeah. it's interesting. That is interesting. There's far too much stuff to talk about with Gamescom. We're going to have to stop there. Um, obviously, all the rest of the detail will be on, I imagine, pcadvisor.co.uk. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Is that right? <laughs> um, all the coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around the room before we move on to another subject. Um, what does everybody think? Gamescom is the games bomb or games con? <laughs> oh. Charlotte? Uh, the games bomb, if that's a good thing. It's not quite what I said, but I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Rules are getting a bit more lax this week. I'm not, I'm yeah. not totally happy with this. <laughs> no. Henry. Games con for me. Ooh. Oh, no. Soz. Oh, no, no, no was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis. I think I'm actually going to say Games Con. Oh, no. There's a lack of press conferences this year. It's not, it's not as exciting as it was last year. Oh, we were actually speaking about that specific thing. All right. Well, okay. you can interpret it how I just, mine was just to games. Yes. Yeah, yes, so games. Love, yes, love always games. Games, games bomb. <laughs> okay. okay. Lovely. Um, We'll have a quick break now and then we shall talk about some phone security matters. Ooh. 
Henry Burrell, phone security isn't something most of us worry about. But <laughs> should it be? What have BlackBerry got to say on the matter? <laughs> well. That probably should have been, what, have Black, what has BlackBerry? What, Blackberry, oh what have the Blackberries Black, done? Blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> done for us? Oh, the Blackberries strike again. <laughs> well, yeah, um, companies are singing. I, I, I went, I went tread on. the uh, well-trodden path of um, doing uh, Blackberry down. Uh, everyone knows they're in a bit of trouble. But uh, recently for PC Advisor, I reviewed their new Android phone. So it's not their first Android phone. Uh, that was last year's uh, one that was called the Priv, which is quite a bad name. Um, is it Priv or Priv? I think it's Priv, and it stands for privacy. Hmm. Oh, I see, because um, I was thinking privacy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, okay, the Americanisation in it. Um, but this one's called something even snappier. It's called the DTEC 50. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like C3PO's chum. Oh, um, it does, actually. Or a rapper. That is definitely going to be my rap name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it isn't already. Uh, it's, it's, it's written in stone now. The problem I had with it is the way that it's been marketed, not necessarily what the phone is. Uh, the phone itself, it costs £275. Um, it's a very middle-of-the-road uh, handset. It's only a BlackBerry because it's got BlackBerry stamped on it. They actually borrowed the design from Alcatel. So there is an Alcatel phone out there that is the same design. Mm, um, that's a bit... And it's fully Android. So, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, being a bit cynical, the best thing about it is that it doesn't really feel like a BlackBerry. Yeah. But then the problem I have with it is that the line they've gone with is the world's most secure Android smartphone, which uh, in itself is a little bit of a (laughs) paradox. (laughs) World's tallest midget, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because most humane Nazi. Exactly. (laughs) I'll get loads of these. That was from... Um, when That's I was, not my rap name. When I was, <laughs> when I was at university, um, a student newspaper got into trouble because they were reporting on women's football and they said that winning the Women's Football League was like, like being named world's most humane Nazi. Oh, wow. That is they go sorts that of bad. I mean, they didn't really get away with it. They didn't really get away with it then. Sorry, go on. That's right. Now, the problem I have with it is the way it's been marketed because, I mean, BlackBerry has trouble selling phones so I think they're probably going to go for trying to reinstate themselves with some enterprise um, mm. deals with this phone, farming them out to, like, suits. Um, but I mean, itself isn't. It's not a bad phone. I, it just got my back up a bit about how they were marketing it because obviously they're trying to get people to. They're playing on people's fears about security, yeah. and it got me thinking as to is it actually adding anything to the phone that other phones don't have? And well, it, what about it is so this, this is the thing. It doesn't really. So I, I looked into it, and okay, so like BlackBerry Messenger is really, really encrypted, oh, but like no one uses that anymore. And so like WhatsApp is fully encrypted end to end. So is iMessage. And so all this uh, phone actually does is it makes you slightly more aware than your average handset about how you have personally set up the security on your phone. Mm. So you go on the app, it has a specific app, which also was on the Priv. So it's not even a new feature. Um, so it's not even the most secure BlackBerry Android. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. This like is, Ringo so like, not even being the best drummer in the business. No, exactly. <laughs> it is. So like, yeah, if you don't set a password or um, a security measure to open your phone, it has a big red X and it's like, you should have a password. And then it like gives you a link to somewhere in the phone to change it yourself. Oh. So, it, I mean, it points out a bit more if you have... Um, what it regards as like a security hole in your phone, but it doesn't actually mm. do anything about it. It's just prompts. I don't think, I mean, I can see why they're trying to pitch that to enterprises because I, I might be wrong, but I don't think the average consumer is either that aware or particularly cares well, this, that this much is the thing. about yeah, security the, the, the versus one... design, yeah. ease yeah. of use. This is the problem. And like the, this, you know. uh, the one thing it does say, I mean, it promises it, but I'm not sure that it is true, mm. <laughs> is that it has like the fastest security patch updates. It was claiming in some of the literature that they sent me that like, some companies take days, months, even years to update their security yeah. patches, which isn't true. But also, like, they're just saying if there is a security bug, they will... I'm still waiting for an update. Quicker. I've got a OnePlus 2 
that's got some kind of Qualcomm vulnerability. Oh, and yeah. I'm still waiting for my update on that. So it is a problem. Um, yeah. But it's not a very sexy problem to market. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and who really understand. cares about that? Like, that's the kind yeah. of thing that I might care about, but would Like, would, it won't, it won't someone stop you, like, if somebody sends, like, if your long lost brother from Nigeria sends you an email and asks you for your bank code and sort, mm-hmm. or sort code, like, it won't yeah. stop you sending him yeah. those details, right? It's just yeah. stopping you, like. But it can't stop you from being an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but also, if it's an Android phone, then the patches will be distributed by Android, by, by yeah. Google, right? Mm. Yeah. So I don't quite know how they would so, so, yeah. The issue with that has always been fragmentation of handsets. Yeah. So yes. Having a BlackBerry handset rather than yeah. you know, the Google P9 or whatever, something like that. That's a Huawei, Huawei P9. P9. Oh, well, there so, you go. I don't he Nexus, doesn't know about Google P9. Six, six, you mean 6 Not Apple, I think. Brilliant, of course. They all have these ridiculous names. Yeah. Um, if you want a phone that's patched in a timely fashion, you get an iPhone. That's what, that's what I don't... And I, I'm really... Yeah, I'm str- acting as, editor as of Mac Will says. I, I'm really struggling to be objective on this. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. you have I've been point. writing about iPhone. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Security this week, and... It's really hard to recommend an Android phone on security grounds. Yeah, when iPhones are out there. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, people, you get those nags immediately as soon as there's um, mm. a new update to iOS. So, uh, iOS users always patch much quicker than Android users mm. do. Yeah, mm. iOS updates always. We always see figures, don't we, about the rollout and the uptake of new operating systems and yeah. new... iOS 9, after four months, yeah. it was on 75%. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah like, there's a, I think it's around 50% for people who are on Android mm. Marshmallow at the moment, which is still the newest one open to the public. So yeah. it just means you've got loads of old operating systems out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so I'm on Oxygen, and yep. yeah, I'm just there kind of looking back like, update. Anyone? Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's like a the OnePlus skin over Android. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's slightly yeah. It's I don't know. It, it's kind of annoying yeah. because I know I know that that vulnerability is there, and it, it might not be being exploited. Well, that's, that's but the it's most, annoying that's that it's there. the most dangerous situation. Yeah. It's like with on Windows, it always used to be that there would be Patch Tuesday, and then they called it um, 
like exploit Wednesday because <laughs> exploit because, Wednesday because the um, <laughs> the malware makers would just sit there and they'd listen to they'd say what all the all the exploits were yeah. and then they would get they'd get out malware really really quick yeah. before people had actually installed the yeah so so the company yeah, actually I mean, admitting the BBC that it was has a reported this vulnerability but, and, and that in itself is of, dangerous yeah and I'm kind of a bit irritated because I'm like yeah. can you maybe tell the company yeah. so they can patch them and then. Say it existed, maybe. <laughs> did, yeah. Did anybody around the table choose their smartphone on the basis of security? Was it even no. a factor? No. What do you use, Lewis? I use my iPhone 6S. Of course. So <laughs> even so even an iPhone user <clears throat> wasn't actually influenced by its, I would say, extremely good security credentials. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure that yeah. it is a factor for most people. No, I don't think it is. And no. I, I'm, I looked at their, their stuff just before we came in, and I wrote down one line that stood out for me, and it says to market this phone blackberry security that protects the private details of your life from being hacked but it doesn't no <laughs> it really doesn't because no. like i think the, the the problem with hacking um again slight generalization but it's not really on a individual personal level like the biggest hacks we see that are public uh, they're about databases being mm-hmm. hacked mm-hmm. and the yeah. individual security of a handset won't affect the back-end security yeah of somebody's servers yeah well you're as secure as the weakest link in your security yeah. and if that's on someone else's database and they're not encrypting the data then yeah quite yeah. often the weakest point is the app developer mm. that, that's the biggest vulnerability yeah. for iphones mm. um, true is that a lot of malware makers um hacked into um development framework frameworks that were then used by perfectly well-meaning app developers and then people did, downloaded the reputable apps right. and then those turned out mm. to be malware that makes sense so it is possible Oh, you know, I really want to stress that iPhones are not 100% secure. Yeah. No. They are, as far as I'm aware, the most secure. Especially mm. when they're jailbroken. Definitely not secure when that they're jailbroken. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get the FBI involved. It's a lot less secure in that instance. <laughs> well, well, it's interesting you should say that because <laughs> that does, you know, obviously, as we were talking beforehand, Henry, the FBI case does show yeah. that Apple not only has yeah. the hardware to uh, to back up its pro privacy pro security mm-hmm. credentials but it also behaves corporately yes that's true actually yeah um, in a way it, you know it takes it takes risks it takes yeah. risks with its personal reputation in order to protect its customers yeah. data yeah as it did in the san bernardino shootings case yes uh, well they didn't they end up uh they they sort of used a security contract or whatever and they managed to get around it well the F- <laughs> it's 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 a very mm. convoluted yes. case. The um, the FBI basically, to save face, claimed mm. that they then used an Israeli. Uh, well, they didn't say, but it was believed to be an Israeli security firm to hack mm-hmm. into the uh, iPhone five C, right. which okay. it was. Yep. Um, and then they said, "Oh, but we didn't find anything important." Okay. Uh, so it's possible that they just said that to save face. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's a, also possible. That's a little bit lame. Like, no, 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 no. We got in there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I, it does seem to me a little bit tragic um, for BlackBerry to be doing this. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like they should have done this a long time ago. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually yeah, I said that in, in my review, actually. It's something yeah. they should have done probably about mm. five years ago. But I was referring more to just using Android. <laughs> they could have yeah. perhaps, not definitely, it's very it's the complicated parts they have, but perhaps saved a bit of their hardware mm-hmm. um, legacy by go, mm. just making that jump a bit sooner. Because the thing is, it's not it's not a terrible phone. If it was maybe slightly cheaper... Uh, and slightly better made, um, it might be a bit more of an attractive proposition. But yeah, hanging it all on security, um, it's not very attractive to the consumer. No. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a BlackBerry. Oh well. Oh well. well I really, I, this I, always it, makes me feel yeah. sad talking yeah. about BlackBerry. Yeah, I know. I, know, I, just, I, know, I, I feel depressed now. Yeah. It always reminds me of that um, that song that all their 
executives did. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, the karaoke thing? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's very cringy. Tell, <laughs> tell app developers. What was the song? Was REO Speedwagon? Keep on loving you. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Didn't all the presidents do like yeah. a video for their employees? Oh, yeah, that was weird. Oh. Didn't work out. Um, I think that's enough sadness. Um, <laughs> let's go around the room. Always bet on Blackberry. That's one for the Passenger 57 fans. Nobody? No. Was he snatched film? Oh, um, about 1996. I was four. it's amazing Wesley Snipes is like a police guy and he's on a plane and there's terrorists or whatever and uh, which relates to our next subject and 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 he's ringing up the um, the baddie Mm. on on his Blackberry no (laughs) it has to be a wired phone because it's in the olden days the olden days and he's he's on the plane and he rings at the baddie and he says do you ever play uh, roulette it must be roulette (laughs) ever play roulette and he goes along with it he goes yes I do why do you ask And and then the camera zooms in and he goes always bet on black Oh, and right. It's, and it's like racial. Oh, oh, I see what you mean, because Wesley uh, Snipes is black. Oh, Wesley okay, yeah. Wesley Snipes is a black man. <laughs> 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 Snipes was awesome in the olden days. Yeah. Before we did the tax stuff. Yeah, it was before we went to jail, yeah. Anyway. What was always... the question? <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just turned into Wesley Snipes fan Such club. a great film. Yeah. Always bet on Blackberry or uh. that's not a Blackberry good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte. Um, always Bet on Blackberry BBM because I used to love that, but ne- nothing else about Blackberry. So you used to love it. Do you not yeah. use it anymore? No, sorry. No. So really? No, no. Well, it's okay. It's not a Blackberry good idea. Okay, it's not a Blackberry good idea. <laughs> I tried to be nice. I tried to be nice. <laughs> Henry? It's not a Blackberry good idea. Lewis? <laughs> it's not a Blackberry good idea. Brilliant, oh. Unity. Oh. So All right, uh, we'll be back in a moment to talk about planes. Charlotte G, I get no kick in a plane. In fact, I hate that that was a Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay. You, you people I don't are like, so I don't, young. I don't, like, I don't like Frank Sinatra. Oh, come on. No, don't like him. I get no kick in a plane. In fact, I hate the things. Am I making a fuss over nothing? Or am I not scared enough? Um, okay. So... <laughs> was, that, was that voice too scary? <laughs> it was a little bit scary, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so this week um, on techworld.com, we published a story uh, called... Is great it... website, that. Yeah, great website. <laughs> uh, is, it co- is it possible to hack a plane, was the question. Um, and the answer is, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it's, 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 I'm hoping you're going to say, but it's difficult. It's, 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 yes, it's, please it's, say that. It's, it's difficult and, uh, it varies by model. That doesn't really help you very well, wait, much. So wait, are, we talking, are we talking here about hacking a plane digitally? while it's on the ground right so this this is an interesting distinction because the security experts that my wonderful colleague Tamman spoke to uh said that basically there isn't much evidence yet to say whether or not you could bring a plane down mid-flight so okay. a lot of the hacks that that could take place would probably be more likely to be on the ground but the... that were then able to take it down mid-flight sorry that were then able to take it down um no is this like a we're going for a terrist slant here. What's the angle? No, hacking well, a plane? Actually, or is it just like we, this hacking has a plane been something we've been working on for a long time. And you'd be surprised how many times it's inappropriate to publish a story about mm. hacking a plane. Because there's a lot of, there's yeah. been a lot of plane problems. But I should emphasize there's no evidence any of those were hacks. We don't know. Um, but there was a case last year when a security researcher claimed that he hacked it. And he said, oh, I made it, I made it go left a bit. <laughs> no, well, and and, okay. and this seemed like it was a joke, supporter, was and then the FBI what? <laughs> Don't worry. 
I'm worried about what you just said. Um, and the FBI arrested him anyway, and huh? they hmm. do it on all his computers and stuff. It's probably a good thing. Um, but I don't know if it actually happened. Tamlin found one example from 2008, um, which was quite scary. It, it was like a Spanish airline, um, I believe, called. Well, That's scary in itself. Yeah, uh, Span <laughs> Span Air, I think. Um, and there were some technical problems. Um, he had he had an interview with Eugene Kaspersky, CEO of Kaspersky, and he said that uh, during the on-the-ground check, the computer systems were disconnected, disconnected from the server centre because of a malicious attack. So there was an attack. The engineers didn't recognise the technical problems with the plane, and the plane crashed, and lots of people died. So apparently there has been a plane hack already. That actually made it crash? That actually made it crash, yeah. So yeah, that I wasn't expecting alleg- to say alleg- about that. Allegedly, that has happened. Okay. Wow. It, it seems from and I should have said I really have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm basing this entirely on what security <laughs> experts have said. It it seems like um, the real risk sort of starts to take shape when people are using Wi-Fi in midair. Which so we always get told could be turn off all your stuff going to airplane we, we, mode. Yes, we do. And we always thought that was ridiculous. Yes, well because now, like, maybe... people have sometimes left phones on, right? Has anyone ever done I, that? I actually have. I have done that. I did that once. Because I, I leave my I iPad on, obviously. I yeah. Mean, I felt, I I felt turn that off? quite bad about it. But then nothing happens. No. <laughs> um, that. Are you talking about that it's, they're more vulnerable if the plane service Wi-Fi. itself gives Wi-Fi to the... Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I guess the point is that whenever you sort of um, talk to security people about whether or not something's secure, they'll always say to you, is it connected to the internet? Is there Wi-Fi, et cetera? Because then it's kind of, is there a route into the systems? Yeah. So I guess in theory, that might be why that's more risky. Because well, it's, it's mid-flight and yeah. In-flight yeah. entertainment systems apparently are quite secure. But they... According to the people that we interviewed. You've so. been trying to download the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been there like, oh, you know, trying to... No. Well, like, so what I don't understand on a technical level is mm. why the, the flight systems, mm. why on earth they need to be connected to anything else? Well, it's like, why, would they, why do they need to be on the internet? Why do they need to be connected to the in-flight entertainment system? Why don't you have two systems? Well, they, at the moment, they are, they are quite separate. Um, there were kind of like four different systems um, that Talon identified. The aircraft control domain, the airline information services domain, and then the passenger information entertainment bit and people's own devices. And those things are all quite separate at the moment. So the risk is where you start to link them together. I mean, you do have to have some communication systems. You have to communicate with, you know, like the aviation authority in the country you're going to and from. You might have to communicate with other pilots, potentially. So if you could convince the system that you were ground control or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it could also be something that's less of a risk from someone sitting inside the plane, but from... Like in Die Hard 2. Possibly. I it's have, an English I don't plane that comes that. down, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Mm. But they do that pre-internet. Yeah, I really hope that all listeners have been on their summer holidays. <laughs> I'm actually going in a couple of weeks. Because um, I, mean, I remember when there was, really... a, there was a bit of buzz when um, some hackers decided to, they, 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 I mean, for another publication, but they were going to hack like a Jeep when yes. it was on the motorway. Yes, and so that was about a year that, ago. Yeah, they kind of just yeah. did that just to show they could do it. Yeah. But uh, I couldn't really, I didn't really get worried about that. Whereas, no. like, the plane thing, people might be more worried about. I, mean, I don't know. Is there another reason that somebody would hack a plane, aside uh, from, from, yeah, malicious I terror? can't think of many. 
I mean, you wouldn't do it for the lols, would you? No. Um, I mean, the security researcher claimed he did it as a proof of concept. Yeah, I mean, I can see it as a proof of concept or in a malicious attack, but I can't really see how you could do that in any other way. There's no other data on board, is there? I think, actually, maybe you should be more worried about cars than planes. Yeah? Yeah. I don't drive, though. Do you get (laughs) on cars? (laughs) You are driven. Henry doesn't drive, he gets driven. (laughs) I'm a pretty driven guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I get get the bus sometimes. Yeah. But no, I mean, I I have a drive. Could you hack a bus? That's the question. Yeah. That's what like speed. Bus. Isn't it? Yeah, you probably couldn't because they're so old and ropey. Or what about the, the new Boris smart buses? buses. Mm. Yeah, those are cool. A bit too smart for my liking. They, they go too far to the right. Yeah, that was political. Oh, what about that Boris? was the joke I made? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Heard, then I wouldn't. Sorry, David. The humour is so subtle that it completely passed me by. <laughs> <laughs> right, so there's an interesting thing to talk about here yes. about risk assessment and yes. human. Misunderstanding of statistics. Yes, yes. Which is what I always is. love to talk about. I love um, that. As well. When you when you're on a plane, you get scared. I mean, personally, I get scared when, oh, really? when I'm on a plane because there's a sense of powerlessness. Because you yep. you feel like if you crashed, it would have nothing to do with your agency. You yes. wouldn't be able to stop it. Whereas when I'm driving mm. a car, even though it's statistically far more dangerous, I'm like, well, I'm good at driving. I just not yeah. crash. You know, even though again, somebody could just crash into me. There's something about this story. That speaks to that. This yeah. idea that you'd be sitting on the plane and somebody just takes control of the plane mm. and you would be able to do nothing. Mm. That I don't think this is you know this is what you're saying, Henry, about mm. you weren't scared about the car thing. I think it's because we sort of think, well, we're we're on the ground for one thing, so it doesn't yeah. feel as scary. Mm. But two, we'd be like, well, I could somehow avoid it because I'm driving. Yeah. Somehow, there's Unless a you're way not sort driving, of, human... of course. Well, I I always insist on driving. No, I mean like if it's a driverless <laughs> car. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, would you know how to hack a driverless car as well? Would I know? Just get in the front seat. Mm, no, but I mean, I can, I can work on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the it's a bit like we sort of talked about this a while ago about the guy that had been killed in a driverless car. Kind of the moral of that story was don't not pay attention to the road. Basically, pay attention to the road is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can see what, that's a really he interesting point. on the technology uh, too. Yeah, exactly. Then, don't yeah. just rely on the technology blindly. I think the point you make about agency is a really good one. I hadn't really thought of that. About that's why we're so that, that's why we have this kind of primeval fear around planes because it feels so out of control. It, well, it feels. Yeah. It feels. Would hacking a plane involve? Moment. Would it involve like mm-hmm. interfering with the autopilot system? Would there, wouldn't there just be a manual override? Something like that. Oh, you mean so? So the uh, the pilots would be able to if someone sort of took control. Yeah. I mean, it depends what they took control of because, yeah. it, like, it depends on the system. Just kept flushing could, the toilet. They, well, <laughs> that, would, <Go> yeah. <laughs> that, that would be annoying. Would be quite annoying. Making um, a light come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go to sleep, damn it. Yeah. I mean, if they like emptied the fuel, for example. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be certain situations that surely that wouldn't be something that could be done. I don't like in Air Force I really One. Hope not. Do you know what? I, can't, I don't. <laughs> so I don't, many plane films to talk about. I know. <laughs> I don't come here with answers. I just come here with questions. You just come here with fear. I just come here with fear. I'm just I, bringing I'm the fear. I'm going to leave the podcast absolutely terrible. Yeah. I was going to say you don't yeah. like flying. Do you? I hate flying that. so much. Oh really? So we we're, send, getting, we're, <laughs> going, we're going. We're going to Berlin. Yeah, we send Lewis on many trips. I say to the listener in. Glamorous, far-flung locations. Yeah, uh, is this going to stop you wanting to fly on plane? I hate flying before this, oh. <laughs> and that's even worse. I'm sorry, sure, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll, like, I'll, hold, I'll hold your can hand. You, <laughs> can you offer any solace? Um, I mean, it's it's extremely, extremely unlikely, and also, I mean. 
potentially if you really wanted to reassure yourself you could go and look at the model of plane that you're getting and look at like the statistics but in my experience but that might be a bad idea people well. Well, it yeah. might be a bad idea in case, <laughs> yeah don't, oh, don't yeah do um i mean the problem is that people that are scared of flying aren't really don't really care about statistics so it doesn't really help because it is as you said because it is a, it's, a, it's not a, like personally i love i love flying because i'm alone in a metal box and i can watch tv that's really <laughs> wow. sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, no, just maybe, maybe my life is so sociable. It's nice to have a bit of downtime. I think most people. Me and my TV. <laughs> I think most people are not like you. Actually, I think most people are more scared of yes. travel than they used to be. Yes, I think so. I was I was reading an article uh, yesterday about the best jokes in um, in airplane. You seen mm. that? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Another old film that you mm-hmm. won't have seen. I've seen airplane, um, and it's <laughs> amazing aware. how non seriously they take air safety in that film and they're making jokes about stuff that you would never ever make jokes about now yeah. um, you know the people watching watching crashes and having crashes and all sorts <laughs> of the rest of it mm-hmm. um, even though in those days air travel was much more dangerous mm-hmm. yeah. we yeah. we are essentially irrational when it comes to yeah I was, yes. I, I'm you know sorry to say this but um, I'm the same but yeah, yeah. yeah you see all those pictures of like Pan Am in like the 60s and everyone's just smoking and like yeah. the, there's like two mm. seats on the other side and there's like a gangway in the middle and people just like having martinis it's yeah. great amazing but yeah. yeah now like obviously yeah it's scary to hear something like, can you hack a plane? Mm. But also, technology has made air travel so much safer. <laughs> it has. Yeah. And, I mean, essentially, I think it's more a potential future threat that we must make sure we kind of include security from the beginning as advances go on, mm. rather than something that's a real present danger. I think it's more as we connect more things to the internet and as the technology gets more complex, let's make sure we... Make it secure. Bake in I security. Lo- that's what they like to say. So they I like your thinking. Yeah. So don't worry. <laughs> It'll think, all be fine. I think this is a nice place to stop on a reassuring, happy note. Yeah. Uh, we'll quickly go around the room. The question is, a load of hot air, or that, as in the, th- the threat, a load of hot air, yeah. or <laughs> I ain't going on no plane, you crazy fool. And you have, <laughs> and if you do that when you have to do a Mr. T voice. Okay. Uh, I ain't going on no plane, you crazy fool. <laughs> That was that was not brilliant, Mr. T voice. <laughs> I mean, I want to do it, but I think it's a lot. Of hot I started air. strong and it got worse. Yeah. You can you can say that in a Mr. T voice. It's a lot of hot air. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I ain't getting no playing, you crazy fool. Brilliant. Oh, that was brilliant, good. Brilliant. That was good. Okay. Um, well, I think we'll stop it there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly podcast. Feel free to get in touch and let us know your thoughts and opinions to shake us down for cash. I still don't know what that means. Or if you're interested <laughs> in advertising, I don't carry cash. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can tweet us on any of those topics using the handle at UK Tech Podcast, or you can email us on editor at idg.co.uk. We will be back next week with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech. If that sounds like something you'd like, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and all the other podcast sources. And don't forget to subscribe, comment, like us and tell your friends. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 